Top of the morning to you. It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. And here's your host, me pot of gold, Derek McCaw. Is that an alien? <laughs> okay, Bill Bossert lost the bet on two levels. First of all, he bet that Lom would be doing the introduction, not an Irish Grover. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's right. It did sound like Grover. <laughs> and uh, I'm a little hoarse today. And uh, he did not call the pot a gold. He believed that I was going to be your bowl of lucky charms. Mm, so, it's, too, it's too easy. That's never stopped you before. What? This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com, and we are podcasting on St. Patrick's Day from Elusive Comics and Games 2725 El Camino Real Suite 104 in Santa Clara, California. And St. Patrick's Day, that's like what? Like when the, the snakes... It's amateur day for drinkers. Oh, right. It's when St. Patrick took credit for chasing the snakes out of Ireland when there were no snakes there in the first place. Oh. He also chased the pen- penguins out, the crocodiles... And the potatoes. And the sleeping skink. And, of course, to my left, my announcer. The sleeping skink? I don't know. Just go with it. Oh. Um, For once in your life. I'm uh, Lonis O'Hallahy Lopez. Oh, okay. Well, mm-hmm. that's great. O'Hallahy. Whatever. Oh, there's just nothing. No, I'm just just what is the green bear? I'm just not feeling it. Hmm. And across is uh, our announcer. It doesn't no, get much more Irish our, than our Rick Brett Snyder. You know. That's uh, one of the German Irish, right? This is German Irish, right? You, you, exactly. uh, you, had, you did have potatoes, but you made kugel out of them. Conquered the right? lower part of the continent. Yes. Okay. Uh, that's our podcast producer and moral compass. And we got and some, German. And we got some comics news, and we got some movie news and some TV news. But first, we need to we need to pay Do homage some news. to our hosts. Oh, Elusive Comics Games. They have we have not podcast since a couple of announcements came out. That of course uh, in May. Uh, it's not SuperCon anymore. What is that show called? Big Wow. Jose? The Big Wow comic show? Big Wow. Elusive Comics Games will be running the games section of that convention. Oh. So uh, if you've ever wondered Normally, what, I don't like people who play games, but in this case, will make an exception. I'll make an exception. So if you want to know what Anna looks like, and we're not talking about the evil alien lizard queen... Oh, if we only were. Just, oh. That'd be quite a... Oh. Yeah. We'll get back to V. No, we won't, But because uh, I haven't gotten back to it. Maybe you have. Maybe you can give us an update. I have two banked. Okay. Uh, and also, on Free Comic Book Day, which is May 7th... Uh, 2011. So, 2011, at the first Saturday of May, from 2 to 5 p.m. here at Elusive Comics and Games, one of my absolute favorite comic book writers, will be here. I, I know who that is. If you say Grant Morrison, you'll be wrong. James Robinson. James Robinson. Of course, we had this extra clue by a big sign and rack oh, yes. right next to us. <laughs> it said, thank God that Anna's holding up cue cards. Uh, <laughs> I, I put a pile of my Starman uh, collections I'm just going by to the bring, door. I'm just going to bring my Omnibuy. Yeah. yeah. Now, James Robinson, who is that? He's well, a writer. Well, if you've been paying attention to what Rick just said, mm-hmm. uh, you would know that he yeah. is famous for uh, 
the run on Starman. Oh. He is most uh, recently written. Well, we can just look over. He was write, co-writing the Superman titles with Jeff Johns for a while. No, I'm just going to look at the books you have rather than, than get people people's hopes up for books that you don't carry. Uh, uh, so the new Krypton graphic novels, Mon-El. Uh, there's a complete. Uh, there's a run on Wildcats Wild that has Cats. a trade paperback here. Now let's turn the rack around and show me. Fantastic! <laughs> as our fabulous spokesmodel, <laughs> Steve Simonetti, um, looking or smashing in that evening gown. Steam nice. white. Uh, he launched Hawkman with Jeff Johns. Yeah. There's a Batman Dead Man combo. Leave it to Chance, which is one of my favorite series excellent, as well. Excellent, all family and story. Wait, and uh, Perry is just. Perry is just putting a box of books down to be causing trouble. No, and some Batman stuff. We know. We, we were there. We're Starman. Way back when in Malibu, he got to start with a book called Firearm, which was awesome. Uh, Blackest Night, JSA. Oh, he did Cry for Justice, too, Cry the most just- recent one. I yes. don't really want to talk about Cry uh, for Justice. And isn't he going back to JLA? He has been currently writing okay, uh, Justice him, League of America uh, and been doing a great job with that and did some uh, JSA-JLA crossover. All mentioned. You were you were looking for the boxes while we talked about all these titles, so I think we're good for right now. Um, thank you, thank you, Perry. Perry. Lovely thank you, and talented Perry. Perry, who does look better in an evening gown than Steve. We now know this for sure. He is he is for those of you at home. Great he is, ass. He's wearing green. Uh, those, are, those are plaid shorts, right? There is no pinching him without Short an shorts. invitation, really. Yes. And uh, so. And if you're right, nice, you'll get an invitation. Uh-huh. Anyway. Uh, so two, two for me, please. No, no, now you're asking for it. Oh, okay. But James okay. is going to be here? He's going to be here at Elusive Comics Games from 2 to 5 p.m. on Saturday, May 7th. Why is he going to be here? I, we already said to that. Sign? You were paying attention as much as I Wanda. think he is going to play the magic the gathering. How did he get to come here? What caused him to come here? Let's take it from the top. Winter <laughs> migration? Oh. When that's how we began the segment on May seventh. You told them what caused him to want to come here. Free comic book day. That's not why he's coming. But that's why you have him here on that day. That's why he's coming that day. But okay. What caused him to come here? Why? A blackmail? Cookies? I might have mentioned the bar in the back. <laughs> Luckily, we're cutting this whole segment. But damn it! Yeah, because when I said There's blackmail, no I meant because I asked for a beer earlier yeah, and they right, said they yeah. didn't have any. Rick has a special filter that automatically takes your voice out. Uh, I suspected, but you know what? Here, I, as I've just been reading his uh, his afterwards in the Starman on he's trying to claim that he's not that big a reprobate as he used to be. So, stop. Okay, reprobate does that mean alcoholic? Uh, no, it just <laughs> it could include it though. It's okay. a sub- it could include that. Good. You could be a reprobate without even drinking. A degenerate. You could be a degenerate without even drinking. No, a reprobate. Is it you have gen- to practice. Gen- it could be there. It's all in the same. Oh, okay. It's all in the same Venn diagram. Hmm. It's yeah. a fun night. Yeah. So let's get to some comics news. Um, shall we? Let's do it. Oh, let's. Uh, so anyway, we've seen because this weekend is by the time we post this Sunday will have been the end of the C two E two convention in Chicago. I've and, been hearing a lot about. And that. hopefully, we're going to get some uh, some reports from there. We got a guy over there. Are we? Who, we do. Uh, David who's J. Fowley, who uh-huh. has, runs KeepingItReal.com and has shared review movie reviews with the site. Cool. Uh, and and actually started writing for I've Fanboy seen Planet his first. Name on the site. Yes, uh, he is there working the Hero uh, Hero Initiative uh, booth. And also, we're going to be having some interviews with people. And cool. he's hosting a couple of his house. I can't remember. Did you get a recorder? He said, uh, well, I, I hope so. He asked me, and 
I said yes. So you can so get one of those. Yeah. Thanks. So we'll see. Um, Less work for me. Oh, I don't know. I'll put it on the podcast. I, I like having print, too. Some people like actually reading websites still. Who are these people? I don't I, believe I, they exist. I know. Who are these people? I don't know. Um, so, well, uh, one of the things that they were supposed to announce this weekend, uh, our creative teams for uh, Marvel was supposed to be announcing several creative teams with their Cup of Joe panel. Some of it leaked out. So I wanted to say, first of all, one thing that's leaked is that Captain America is going to relaunch with a number one in July. Surprise there? Not really. Why not, Lon? Because they Throw your got... analysis in. Well, I just think that it's... No, let's let's be real. They've got a movie coming out in July. Yeah. And they need comics. And they need who to be in the Captain America uniform again? Steve Stevie Rogers. Stevie Richards. Rogers. I mean, Rogers. Johnny Steven Storms. Grant I feel like, Rogers. I feel like there should be a character named Stevie Richards. Is there? Or is a wrestler named Stevie oh, okay. Richards? That's why the name is vaguely, vaguely familiar. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, yeah, Steve Rogers looks like he's going to be returning to the suit in July since the. Do you think they'll kill is. Bucky? No. I mean, Winter Soldier? <laughs> or Jimmy Cack Barnes, or whatever we call he's him? He's going to be. Too easy. He, he's going to be, uh, you know, on a, on a missile and it's going to explode and he's going to get think, frozen for. No, he's going to start up Captain America International. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, do you think he would be in poor taste and become the nomad? Why would that be? Would he murder Jack Monroe? Oh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, that would be interesting. Sort of a, a redemptive. No, no, that would be think... that'd be classless. I think. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, we'll I see. think the Nomad died with Jack Monroe. I think was it the Nomad or just Nomad? Nomad, whatever. Yeah. Really, you really, you it really are particular about articles. It aren't you? makes a difference mm, okay. in the meaning. So the Nomad is different than just a Nomad. That's true. Okay. Or just Good Nomad know. as a name. Nomad. Are you Lon Lopez or are you the Lon Lopez or are you a Lon Lopez? Am I no happy or am I nomad? So that's what I'm just saying. So. Or are it's you a no like brain? The mm. cape or cape? Whatever it is, we haven't been watching it. Oh, so okay. Nobody has. Uh, so we have that movie tie-in there. I want I want to use this opportunity to say I checked out in the library a movie tie-in for kids for Marvel in, in May. Kids that move that horrible movie with the no, teenagers. No, no, sex? no, 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 no. Oh, okay. Because Marvel has Thor coming out. Oh. Uh, Roger Langridge, who had been writing the Muppet Show and drawing the Muppet Show, was actually writing a Thor title for a little while. It was in all ages called <laughs> Thor: The Mighty Avenger. The Asgardians. Uh, no, it was called Thor. The I know, Mighty but that, that's what I. Uh, Imagine like a bunch of Muppets that are like I Thors mm. and stuff. Asgard babies. As ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's a little uh, you know, one of those babies. small. I don't, I don't know what you call the format. Not quite digest. And size, you only see smaller, Odin's feet. A smaller trade collection. Right. Uh, the first four issues of that. It's almost manga size. Almost. Yeah, yeah. and it's probably the the, the thinking uh, right. behind it. Um, yeah, so Roger Langridge wrote, and uh, the, the guy, uh, Sam, the guy who artist whose last name is Samney, who had done uh, the art on the Mighty, and is being very, very uh, that's a popular Mr. with uh, Mr. With Frodo's friend, right? Samney. No. I, you know, it's like I, I should just write down all your jokes, <laughs> what? and then check have off the ones of I predicted correctly because right. awesome. I've got I've got at least two down already. We should have lawn joke bingo. Just give cards exactly. out to the listeners. Exactly. And then. Uh, okay, Bill. Next week, I want you to go ahead and send that bi- that uh, that bingo card. Program mm-hmm. to print out the bingo cards. So uh, anyway, it's a 
It is the the Thor book that I could think of that if kids go see Thor, and many do, because the toys are already there in the stores. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you seen those? We're going to have figures? to comment on that after this comment. Okay, okay. Uh, that would be if, if parents come into the comic book shops looking for a Thor book, Let's Thor the Mighty Avenger kids. by Roger Langridge is absolutely, and it, rep- and it reprints the first two stories from Journey to Mystery as well. So you get okay. six stories. Good. Yeah. Um, it kind of reboots Thor, mm-hmm. uh, but in a way that I kind of wish the uh, the movie just gone ahead and done. I, I have no faith that the movie comes anywhere close to that kind of fun and child appropriateness because they're doing something else. I get it. But uh, if kids are interested in Thor, that's the book to get right now. Yeah. So I'm going to throw that in there. There's another, uh, the uh, Thor, is it Tales to Astonish Thor or there's a Astonishing Thor or something like that? I think it's Astonishing Thor. Yes. I think it's Astonishing Tales. No, well, Astonishing Tales is the original book that, like uh, no, as, like astonishing X Men, there is an astonishing Thor. And yes. um, have you seen any of it? No, it's actually, I have not. It's, ver- it's beautiful. I thought you had read it. Yeah. It's it's very it's very much cosmic Thor. It's Thor and the uh, Thor and the space. collector and um, ego and you know it's all the stuff that I'll level the, the deep space. A level that the casual reader might not necessarily get into. But if yeah. if rumors about the Avengers script are true for the movie, then. That's one to, to catch up on because, of course, the latest rumor is now that is the Avengers will be the Kree Scroll War. Excellent. I, I don't know how they're going to pull that off in an hour and a half movie. Well, at least two and a half hours. Two and a half. I don't know how long was uh, Iron Man. Iron Man was over two hours. Yeah. Iron Man two was mm, sure. So, but that's why everybody didn't like it because it was so long. Oh, and, that's not why everybody didn't like it. <laughs> well, I know I, it was unfocused. It was long and unfocused. Yeah. Well, yeah, that would that. help. It'd be I mean, Lord of the Rings. I mean, movies are three hours long for episodes, and people still loved it. it. If you give them good story for three hours, they'll stay there. Yeah, Titanic, come on. Well, well, let's not jump ahead. Yeah. I know it's easy for all the lines to blur when we talk about Marvel movies, but uh, with that many characters, it'd be hard. Here's to do another. It. Here's another blur. But let's talk about the, those Thor toys real fast. Okay, because I have been waiting to go purchase a hammer, a, me, a mighty Mjolnir, the one which, with the missile, which I did see <laughs> one. Missile. I did see one at Target a couple weeks ago, right? So but yeah, they're all over the place. Unfortunately, when you look at the hilt, is awesome. You can push a little trigger button, and it makes like thunder noises and yeah. stuff like that. And it's really cool. Sounds good so far. The actual hammer itself. Is like a doggy squeeze toy. Oh, nice! And so <laughs> it, it has no, it has no dent, not density, but it has no, like you just no heft. Yeah, it's like it's almost like a flat like balloon. So I almost wonder, like I was sitting there going, do I have to inflate this? I have so, to blow so this how, up. How, how many hours did you spend in a corner of Target gnawing on it? <laughs> I wanted to. No. Um, but you know what I mean? I wanted a little more heft to... You can dip it in gravy, right? You know? mm, no, anyway. no. But so they actually make little ones, I guess, for like the little kids. So like little Thor hammers, and they're kind of made of like a solid, almost like a solid foam. Okay. And those are more kind of sturdy. And yeah, you can... I guess what they're afraid of is people actually hitting, you know, children hitting each I other with this giant exactly hammer. that's exactly what they're thinking. But, it's, it's, so it's, but it just loses all of its coolness because it's this really... You know what you could do? You could it's drill, like a deflated beach ball. Drill a hole in it and pour resin in, inside of it so it would, like, oh, maybe. fill up with... And then it would make uh, it really heavy. You are, you you are skilful with that kind of thing, too. I mean, with I, your, I, don't, your I can't get my hands on a, I can't get my hands on resin, though. Oh, resin, maybe you can get at any, any hobby shop. I mean, it's really easy to lay your hands on that. Maybe. Or cement. Cement. Make yeah. a real hammer. 
Yeah, but that was just kind of disappointing because I wanted a little heft. I wanted to be able to hold it up and, you know, <laughs> I have the power of Grayskull, you know, you. that kind of thing. And then um, You cut me off. Yeah, you know what I mean? You want to hold up a hammer and be so proud of I'm it. I'm not positive, but I feel like what the complaint here is that Mjolnir isn't actually real, and that is Lon's disappointment. Not real, it's not getting but it. not yeah. solid. Yeah. Like a it's gas, like, then. Well, it's like, think of it this way. When, like, you have a balloon, right? You mm-hmm. want it strong and sturdy and tight and full of air, right? You don't want it limp and saggy and dragging on the floor, right? No, I don't. Okay, then. That's not as much fun as you'd think, no. It's not. not at all. So, okay. I now have to check one of the... Because I, I just saw a kid pick it up in the box. Go, so yeah, next really time you see him, go up and actually grab the hammer. It's like... It's like I'm like gonna Will squeeze it make that it. noise? Actually, I did kind of squeeze it, and it did kind of make a like a little squeaky. To- and I'm like, get the hell! Thor's out of here. hammer goes moo. Yeah. I would love it if you hit it and went burr. Yeah, that- <laughs> Roger Rabbit. <laughs> so I think what I'm going to end up doing is pay the ten dollars and just get the little mini hammer. Okay. And then that way, I mean, it's not as imposing as, as the big one then or whatever. You can pretend you're like giant Thor. But oh, and then here's the or last Volstag picking up. Here's the other complaint on all the hammers they did. No wrist strap and the hilt. You can't spin it around yeah. on the strap. What's the whole fun of getting the hammer because you can spin it I around? Would, I, I've got to say here, because our theory of it being deflatable is because of child safety, I would think the wrist strap would make it safer. Safer, like a Wii remote <laughs> or something. <laughs> yes, you know? exactly. But they didn't yeah. put wouldn't it be, in. Wouldn't it be awesome if they made a Wiimote that was a hand- oh, hammer for, for the oh. Thor game? <laughs> for the Thor game. <laughs> That'd be right? awesome. And you have to spin it at oh. times. <laughs> Thor has to take off, so you have to spin it's it It's too up late. Before. They're not going to do it. But, I'm just oh. saying, though, that if all the things I wanted in the Thor hammer toy are not there, so I'm disappointed. How about the action figures? You, you nah. definitely have a more criticism of action figures. Nah, nah, the sculpts are kind of weak. And well, they're all, they all look like the, uh, the movie actor. Uh, sure, yeah. sure, but it's just... They, they just look goofy. He looks goofy, and what's his name? Chris Hemsworth. I just, you know, I get bothered by that. On, I know we're we're way out of topic there, but I get bothered by movie toys that get released that far in advance because they have so many spoilers on the card right. or mm-hmm. characters that've been hidden. Right, and and like uh, it was just, like one of the best ones was back when they did the Lost in Space movie. They had the battle damage robot, and that was a big surprise in the in the movie when it broke apart and you saw the robot inside. Okay. Right. They do that all the time with toys. I know, but that's a, I'm I at least you know the people that really want to see movies see it in the first weekend anyway. Yeah. Uh, you know, at, at least wait till that week. You know, I can remember seeing Toy Story, and nobody talked about the toys. Now I know that was an earlier time. Yes. And we saw you know my wife and I saw Toy Story and went to a toy store and oh there's a few toys. Wow, we had no idea and we were going to toy stores on a weekly basis. Sure. And hadn't seen anything. It was timed right. Mm-hmm. I just you think know. if you're going to make a Thor hammer, do it right. Oh, I agree with you. Do it right. Give I me mean, at least a wrist strap. You know why they do it now? <clears throat> because so many of those movies suck, and the only uh, way they can sell yeah. them is sell them before the movie comes out. Oh, You, that's, you sell that's on the scary. hype. That's scary. Sell on the hype instead yeah. of the actual movie. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It still saddens me. Okay, so let's get back to comics, because although it's going to be blurry line with, with uh, movies again, uh, there'll be a new Daredevil relaunch because we knew that Matt Murdock would be coming back. Isn't there a Dare? Wait, Redemption yeah, or say, something? Or is that uh, something uh, different? I think it's it's different. Um, Wait, was right Redemption now- a miniseries? Because yes. that already came out, right? Yes. Okay. Mark Wade is going to be writing Daredevil starting in July with an artist named Paolo Rivera. I'm not really sure of his work. I used work, to but love sure, his talk show. But I'm sure that if uh, if Wade's working with him, he's pretty good. 
Yeah, so uh, they're also relaunching The Punisher. I didn't know The Punisher needed a relaunch. Oh, yeah, uh, didn't he die and then come back to life? Uh, maybe. Again. He was like Franken-Punisher and yeah, then they Franken, killed yeah. him. Franken-Castle, yeah. And then he became an angel. Crisis and on now Infinite Punisher. he's back. I don't know. Greg Rucka will be writing it with an artist named Actually, I heard that Marco Cicchetto. Claw, I think, shot a vibranium sound wave at him, and then he came back altogether. So. Really? Remember that? That's how Cap Shield came back together, remember? Uh, mm. Wow. You don't remember that? No. no. I think it was Claw. Uh, well, Claw would make sense. That's the one with the... Yeah. He is sound. And Captain yes. America held up like the half-broken shield. It was like duct taped together and then it like and claw healed it. claw healed it magically wow. wow okay i think it was so claw. that's that's some of the big marvel news that w- that you know is supposed to come out of uh chicago this weekend big news today with and again it doesn't affect me but okay it affects rick perhaps dc is joining comiXology yeah as an that. online uh I thought it, did we mention that last time because they they've actually done some interesting no, they officially they officially announced it today but the thing is then the, i guess comiXology is the one that Diamond is well, working what's with? What's Comicsology? It's an online. It's a digital comic. Oh, so they've okay, been okay. spotlighting DC Comics for weeks now. They had a they had a like buy the whole Superman World of Krypton. Okay, so thing. now it's officially they were it was like done, I guess like series runs that they were doing special like dollar prices for the uh, mm-hmm. for that whole series. Okay, um, for each individual issue. So uh, mm-hmm. and, and just so that we can uh, maybe wrap it up, I don't know we had a chance to talk about. Uh, on, on air that first wave did come to uh, the miniseries came to an end so you and I were satisfied by the although end there's a spirit out this week well sure it takes a while to cancel a book yeah. um, sort of just dribbles out yeah. it was Doc Savage out last week yeah did you read it yes I did yeah me too it, <laughs> you it guys was, don't sound too happy it was it, it was, it was putting a, a horse with a broken leg out of its misery but it was closer mm. than it, any other of the uh, so they killed Doc Savage I would, Savage, I would huh? agree that it, it uh, for a train wreck of a series, they got it back on the track enough that you didn't entirely wince at the now end. Now, let me ask you two fans of this. What do you think they would like, if to, in your perfect world, to make a Doc Savage comic? What would they have to do? Uh, Get him away from the big two, maybe? Follow, have an indie guy follow do Follow the original stories. Actually, the when Marvel had it back... Um, Back in the, in the black and white one, that was a great series, hmm. and that was all in the vein of the original pulp stories. Yeah, I, I think do you think trying to update them to modern time kind of ruined it? Yes, mm. in many ways. And in fact, in this last arc, they added a thing to the Doc Savage mythos that, that was, was just like ridiculous. ridiculous. And what was it? What was it? Uh, the, the idea that they he gave could, him a robot sidekick, jumpstart his own heart. That his father had built a failsafe into him so that if he was killed, his heart would start up again. So he'd always keep What coming. happens if his head gets blown off? There's a second head inside <laughs> that <laughs> pops out. Like the battle-damaged robot. Exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, Absolutely and the other ridiculous think, and totally unnecessary. And the other thing that killed it for me, that was bothering me through the whole series, is it never had an artist that I liked. No. No. no characters ever. It was not recognizable. I get what this last one I'm trying to put it. It, it should have just... Some characters are. Yeah. Need to be in their time period. There's oh, a, but man, the art on First Wave was just was the Rags best. Rags Morales. Rags Morales is fantastic. It was just... Oh, man. I, I will buy that collected. Just be... I mean... The story had, easy, buddy. Easy. And that, and that had Batman, too. And it had the yeah. spirit and had Rima the Bird Girl. And <laughs> Rima the, the Bird I mean, Girl? She's oh. an old... Old, old Love it. Yeah. Uh, Audrey Hepburn. No, or Catherine Hepburn played her in a movie. Really? We had this so, conversation yes. when it first came out. When yes. Rima. Oh, but I don't expect him to remember that. I don't know. 
I think I was in the bathroom. Probably. All right. So, uh, and that's all the comic stuff I have this week. Anybody have anything else there beyond? Yeah. James Robinson's coming on May 7th. <laughs> okay. I'm very excited. I'm stacking up my books. Okay. This is oh, exciting well, he really can is, we? He is the only person I've actually had to sign a book before. You know, I, I do want to give a shout out to a book that I'm really enjoying, although it is definitely not for everyone, and that is The Wolverine Best There Is. Although it's although it's gratuitously violent and and bloody and uh, there's a there's uh, incredible sexual a- activity and overtones in the book, uh, these are all negatives, by the way. Easy, easy. Um, the the for art, some. the art, and I would love to see the way this this the script runs for this thing, because there is so much happening. There's dialogue going on, but then the characters are interacting, and it's almost like a subtext. There's like mm-hmm. a, a discussion between two people, and they're handing things back and forth, and it, it if the things that are being handed affect the dialogue and what's going on. It's it's like masterful film direction happening in this book. Who's and the artist? Again, the artist Rayo Rayo. Asad Rivik? No, I don't. I, 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 it's not John Romita Jr. Could find it. Let's see. No, um, he's just in the covers. I don't know. Uh, W's way over there, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, um, but absolutely, I'm, I'm tr- the the book is uh, a, a re- kind of a it's a, from the standpoint of what it's about. It's kind of a middling uh, Wolverine story, but just the storytelling itself and the characterization and the art is just uh, great, okay. yes. and the direction of it is is fabulous. Great, great, awesome. I was just going to say too. Shouldn't we? Uh, Give a little little precursor preview or heads up that uh, WonderCon's coming in two weeks. Yes, we mm. should. Uh, are or you, three are weeks. You, are you going? Uh, April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, because I had rather know for myself. I wanted to say that, that uh, I get to say I am on a panel. What? On Friday, is April 1st. Friday? Friday, April 1st. Oh, I know. I'm you, going you... up against Green Lantern. Oh, uh, I was going to so say. So if I've... you don't want to see Green Lantern, um, Emerald Knights, the world premiere of that, I'm going to be on a panel at 6.30 on Friday night. Uh, with the MonsterVerse guys bringing classic oh, horror back to comics. You didn't book us on the podcast panel again this year? No, no. Oh. Well, what are you doing, Rick? Yeah. Maybe we can go hang out or something. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good bars in San Francisco. I think mm-hmm. Rick's going to go see Emerald Knights. So I think it's you quite know, possible. Hmm? What? Uh, and I believe that uh, that Ryan Reynolds will be there on Friday night as well. So uh, you know, yeah, I, I got to call that guy. So my, you know, man. But uh, I'll come in. I'll set up a camera on yours, and then I'll go off and do. Oh, that's so nice of you. I no, I really expected that you'd go watch Green Lantern. You want Lights, me to go? But to it, it, no. you don't want me to watch you or heckle I, or anything. I don't. I don't think that I have anything to say on that panel. Okay. I don't know. No, I but mean, you'll I find a, a way to say something. It'll be a fun panel. <laughs> of course I do. I always find a way to say. I something. know. I've seen your panel before. <laughs> that's true. Lon mm-hmm. did. Lon mm-hmm. back when he was my friend. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I'm just some guy who gets the hotel room at Comic Con. And rubs my back. Yeah, rub it in. That's true. Rub it in. You have a hotel for Comic Con. I haven't confirmed it yet. We'll talk about that later. We'll talk off. Uh, Yeah. So, um, anyway. I know somebody's got a hotel room they need to get rid of. We'll talk off air. We'll talk off air. So, let's talk movies, shall we? (laughs) Okay. Daredevil is born again. Literally, Fox is going to do a requel. A requel. To, I um, heard they're they're gonna well yeah let's go okay. the thought process was they don't want to call it a reboot right they don't they, they want to just, just continue want, they just on want to ignore the first film entirely well you know but I I think there's something to that anyway especially when I watched the first Daredevil movie because I say <laughs> the first of the Daredevil movie now it's just the first one right um 
was that I was watching that thinking, even if you had changed, if, even if it was a better film, it would still be essentially Marvel's low-rent Batman. It's mm. how that movie felt, how that story felt. That and, was, I, And I think that was because of the way it was filmed and the way the yeah. costuming was done. So, but I think that in this day and age, again, people know... I don't think that the average audience cares so much about origins anymore. I just don't think they do. So this actually makes sense. Throw it deep in. They're going to the the rumor, and the Hollywood Reporter ran with it. So I'm going to say this must be some truth to it. Is that they're going to adapt Frank Miller and David Mazzucchelli's Born Again, which is pretty heavy. Yeah. Okay. Really pretty heavy. I mean, because I think the other thing is Fox had some luck selling direct to DVD the um, Daredevil director's cut, which was rated R, as opposed to the film, which is PG thirteen theatrically than they let a recut when I've never seen it but people have never told seen me it, they've right? told me that it's actually better it's just, than the it's just added version. coolio that's all I heard so okay hmm. I, I'd heard it was some scenes that I hated were gone and hmm. some scenes that well, I would have found interesting what were scene there. did you hate that was gone um, I really thought that uh, and I think we may have discussed this before I think that if a guy is blind and depends completely on sound that um, cranking up the heavy metal music as he gets ready for his day I thought we explained this yeah, I know you did. I just, I just oh, still okay. didn't like it. Mm, so, um, it's it's a funny film in that it has so many really good hilarious. elements. It was in the it. feel good film. For, yeah, I no. like. I mean, I liked parts of it. I yes. think. I think it. You know, you, it was. I liked perfect. the way they handled his his blindness when he was looking at Electra. The, I thought the, the radar sense was, was done great. Yeah, uh, it's like a, I think we had this conversation before. It was like, what do you want out of a Daredevil movie? You want decent portrayal of the radar sense, which I thought they got. Yeah, you want. A decent uh, bar fight scene, which I thought they did. I want super acrobatics. I really well, want. In the, in I the want bouncing scene. off stuff a lot yeah, more. They than did you. some of that, yeah. And yeah. Okay. and then Bullseye, yeah. which I thought for what they were trying to do, I thought Colin Farrell did a pretty decent. Job. I, I know, he did a lot a great of people. Job. Say, a lot of people say they hated it, and I, that's one that I just, I don't get what why they hate. Yeah, him so why much do they hate movie. it? Because no. I thought it was he was Bullseye to me. He was psychotic. Yeah. I thought it was great. He was. Uh, it was one of those performances where we're like, oh, that's why everybody likes Colin Farrell. I think they relied a little that too much. Scrubs. They relied a little too much on special effects, which is weird because Daredevil is not, you know, he's not yeah. a super powered guy. He's a street I mean, level. Yeah, so it's yeah. like they should have focused more on like some of the, you know, the fighting styles and maybe made a little more kung fu or you know yeah. what I mean, like made that a little more gritty. So when they were when they're so some of the cheesy parts was when you know Daredevil's or uh, when uh, Bullseye is flicking shards of glass like yeah. they're. Like their tortillas or something. It's just that was kind of cheesy, but yeah. and that was all effects. So it's like, why make it effect yeah. driven when mm-hmm. you could just make? So some... I think Born Again is. I mean, and then into Jennifer the Garner as Electra yeah. was a disappointment. Not as much as she was in Electra. Electra. Yeah, <laughs> so. what a crap tastic. Oh movie. my gosh. Anyway, uh, so I think. Can I just tell a quick story about Electra? Okay. I was seeing a chick at the time. Do you have a tattoo of her? And I took her to Electra. We weren't together the next week, so um, I blame but that movie. You know, every, there's a lot of movies you could say that about. Well, I'm just saying that's the one I took her to, <laughs> okay. and that's the one so I was like. Remember the okay. Popeye movie? Yeah. No, I, I, I do. Um, so I think it's a good it's a good storyline to adapt. It's very hard. hard what was the no. Morning Bo- storyline again? Was when when uh, uh, Karen Page Kingpin finds out identity. finds out Matt Murdock's secret identity. And Karen then Page betrayed it. And she then, sold it. And right, then Kingpin. Yeah, because she was like into heroin and stuff. Right. And then he basically systematically ruins Matt Murdock's life. Yes. yes. And then he comes so exactly, back for it's vengeance. The, it's the kind of arc that 
studios get. It's like, oh, he's a fall, and then a, you know, and so. Right. But then also too, they'd have to bring in Nuke at the end. Do you remember that? They don't have to. I guess not. But how crazy would that? What be? they have to do is get a Daredevil project into play, or Disney gets the rights again. Ah, they, yes. have go, have, so, they have to have to have a really good kingpin. I'm gonna much say, better than Michael Clark. Duncan, I'm gonna yeah. say get Dolph Lundgren to play Nuke. I'm totally into that. I would. Did you see that uh, Stallone is uh, saying he's going to do an Expendables 2, but he's not going to write or direct it? But he's willing to be part of it? Mm. Really? Yeah. Eh. Oh, I thought maybe you'd care a little bit. No, I mean, I wanted to care about that movie until it sucked. Okay, so. and speaking of breaking your heart. Yes. Darren Aronofsky has left the Wolverine. No. Yes. No. And, and what you I, know why? Tell, tell me why. I, I'll tell you why he said he left. But I, I'm pretty sure that your reason is going to be true. Go ahead. The reason is he directed Black Swan, and it won Natalie Portman an Oscar. He's A-list now. You know what I mean? He don't need to direct no The Wolverine. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't know that that's He's going to direct Black Swan, too. Oh, because that's got more integrity. Mm-hmm. Um, no, what uh, he stated was it's that... It's called Tippy Toes. If he had, no. if he had shot... The Wolverine, it would have required him to be out of the country for almost a year, and they would have been away from his family. Hmm. And that was too long to be away from his family for a year. And and, I, and my thing I'm going to say is it's Fox, and there's a history of directors getting excited about superhero projects at Fox and then going, oh, And Fox, Fox putting so many notes on a thing yeah. that yeah. people just go, I can't work like this. Yes, exactly. You know Who knows how Matthew Vaughn's but then, doing with First Class. I just thought of another thing, and I, I will briefly touch on it, even though we discuss not touching on it no tonight. this is fine yes i but because this is contextual especially yes. after the disaster that happened this week in japan i'm guessing the filming in japan is not going to be easy but do you you'd have to be in japan you don't film. yeah i mean no but i thought if he's going to be out of the country and yeah that's where they were going to mo- uh, yeah. you know basically yeah. shoot a lot of that stuff but i mean I mean, yeah, and it may have just thrown off the schedule, too, but nobody wants to say that that is, you know. So, all right. Let's talk about, uh, is, are there any other upcoming movie things? Uh, you know, we have Sucker Punch next week. Um, looking Yay. forward to that. Uh, it's and, all good. And then the week after, isn't it the week after that I'm going to send you up to see Your Highness, the movie you've been uh, waiting for? Yeah, I, I love so. I love the current commercial for that. I haven't seen the current commercial. It's like uh, Oscar, Oscar award-winning actress Natalie Oh, and the, 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 the first person, and then they go, and fifth grade, fifth grade class president. Danny oh, McBride. Danny McBride, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh. I'm still waiting to see how that nice. whole thing plays out a whole, because um, I just, I didn't like Pineapple Express, and it's from the same director. No, I didn't like, so, I, I didn't much like Pineapple Express. So either. I'm hoping at least the script is better. You know, we'll I see. feel closer to you again. I thought I don't know. For a while, I have uh, suffered under the delusion that you liked Pineapple Express, and and I didn't. And then no. I thought that that had been a rift between us. But now <laughs> it's been healed. Oh, you both hated it. Yeah. Okay. Good. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for I checking the archives immediately, knowing that. Boom. Yes. No, I remember that. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. Mm. Oh, mm. good. Well. Uh, so uh, no other movie stuff. I'm trying uh, well, to think. Mo- no. Well, movies that we've seen, and it's I mean oh, it's okay. worth talking about is. Uh, by the time this uh, gets well, it opens, I can say I saw Paul, uh, Simon Pegg, and Nick Frost's uh, Alien Alien Road Trip. Alien Road Trip. In, you know, okay, you've seen it. I've so, seen it. So respond to this comment from me. Looking at the trailers, <laughs> okay, 
it just looks so. I mean, okay, when I say unbelievable, I don't mean like implausible. What I mean is that an alien would would be Seth Rogen. You know what I mean? Like, it just seems like he's so comfortably human. Which is actually the point of the well, film. Okay, so that's he's been here since 1947. He is the mm. he is the Roswell cr- crash. Okay. Um, or similar. don't give away too many. Spoilers. No, no, no. no. I, but they, uh, you know, they kind of give. I really actually prefer Seth Rogen when he does voice work, like mm. because I think in Monsters vs. Aliens, uh-huh. his Bob the Blob was, was was really brilliant. It was really quite good, really hilarious. And so when he's freed to just kind of be whatever, and you're not associating him with the voice that's coming out of him, um, it's. You're free to kind of focus on the performance, and I think they did a really good, really good job. Especially when you think Rogan's kind of this. I big, think there kind of are places. There are places in this movie where it is a little silly. It is, in some places, a parody of all the sci-fi films that, that kind of, are the the touchstones of geek culture. And uh-huh. it's a it takes place in America, right? Yes, it's a but road trip. Two these, British guys. These two British guys go to Comic Con, so that's where it starts. And they filmed the exteriors of Comic Con, and then they recreated it in New Mexico. Mm. And actually, a lot of a lot of vendors and companies actually went ahead and put their booths there in nice. New Mexico. So there's so it's the only way you can tell it's not really Comic Con. They can move freely about <laughs> the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but uh, I thought other than that, it was you know that that was that was cool. And I realized, oh my gosh, like. Uh, you know that we will never actually have a movie shot at Comic Con again because you know it's it's, big, yeah. it's it's just too big and busy. But um, they start there and then they they've they've saved up. This is going to be their trip. They're going to go to Comic Con and this is where they won me over from the beginning. Was when they said it's like this is the first place I feel normal, which is what I said like the first time I went to Comic Con was like oh my people. Mm-hmm. Once a year I get to go to a place where everybody thinks knows like your me. Name. Yeah, oh. yeah, everybody knows my name exactly. Um, and so then they decided since they're in America, it's their one time to be in the United States, unless they get wealthier, mysteriously, they rent a Winnebago and they're going to drive across and do, and do all the alien invasion spots where supposedly UFO sightings have been. So they go to the black mailbox, area 51 and Roswell. And as they're doing that, they pick up, they encounter Paul. And so, um, is Paul an acronym for anything? No, he's Uh just, he just says, call me Paul. And they never really explain. Oh no, I'm sorry. They do have an explanation from the beginning of uh, when he landed. He accidentally killed a little girl's dog. Her name, the dog's name, was Paul. So she just transferred it to him. Okay. So, um, and that's the first minute of the movie. So this is you know 1947. Um, so you know it's full of references to movies. Some subtle, some really obvious. And I think the trailer makes like all the obvious ones. Mm-hmm. And then it's a lot more clever. And what I really appreciated about it was, I think Frost and Peg are great writers anyway. I've certainly enjoyed sure. everything Peg's co-written with Edgar Wright. This is the first thing that they've done together. Um, but I think what makes it really work is that they concentrate on plot first, and the jokes come second. Like if it hadn't been a comedy, it would have been a middle of the. It still would have been a decent road movie, a road alien road movie, you know, like a chase film, a governmental conspiracy thing. And it could have right. easily been a drama. Instead, they kept that spine and made it funny. But when they need their, when they need characters to be threatening, they are threatening. Bill Hader is a little gonna, psycho. In I was going to ask about that because I, you know, I usually expect Hader to raise the bar on stuff like this. But the, in the previews, it does. He's there's nothing going um, on. There. He's he's just giving a good performance. He's okay. just really focused on a character that's not. 
he's funny in places, but but mostly being just, you know, okay. in. Um, so, so this is Jason, Academy Award run. No. Jason Bateman, who I think is a great character actor. It's uh, I've rarely seen a movie that he hasn't elevated mm-hmm. by being in it, you know, and so. But he, he still does the Bateman thing, right? Um, but mean. Hey, I mean, man. No, no, he, does, he doesn't really do oh, okay. that. No, it's. Uh, um, and I'm trying to think of anything else to, without giving away. No, I mean I don't want to. I just I just thought it was uh, it so was worth funny. our fourteen dollars or what? Is it in three D? No, it's not. Thank God. Yeah, I know. That's so, worth fourteen dollars. Yeah. Well, the li- <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, I mean that that proves. You know, I mean this week, I mean, there was a big tank job of the three D. IMAX Mars Needs Moms, which mm-hmm. I, I saw. They showed an IMAX 3D at uh, the Mercado. Uh, so I finally saw the little fake IMAX, the FIMAX, and uh, wasn't bad. I, I, uh, I, I heard, though, that's the reason why Zemeckis isn't doing a uh, Yellow yeah, Submarine. Killed anymore. Yellow Submarine because uh, yeah, the movie tanked. It tanked. It's a good movie. It's a good movie, but a little disturbing. And I think there is something like, I mean, because motion capture disturbs people. It doesn't yeah. really disturb me. But I, I get why people do find it so. And it's a dark story. It, t- it takes the turns that, it's, that it needs to to tell. And it's starring Seth Green. But you wouldn't know that. I really, I watched the whole oh, movie not aware of that at I all. I know it. No, because a kid does I the voice. I know his body. No, I'm kidding. You know, clearly, that's, that's, you know, he does the body acting, but a kid does the voice. Um, sure, sure. But you if, know, and I think if you've studied Seth Green's body as much as I have, and you, could you tell me something else? Sure. Well, Sean Becker has studied Seth Green's body because he's well, his good, wife. Yeah. Well, he's, okay. you know, I'm sure Sean's. You know that uh, Seth's part of the package. Maybe. Um, but uh, do people hate Dan Fogler? Dan Fogler, the guy from uh, uh, Balls of Glory. Balls of Glory. Yeah. Balls, Balls of Fury. Of, Balls of Fury. That was it. And he do was, they hate him? Meaning well, like the was, general public? Or? He was in, yeah. He was in Take Me Home Tonight. And, I, and I've always found him funny, um, but he was in, he's not been in a movie that was successful, and he's he's in Take Me Home Tonight. He's one of the top liners in that. That tanked two weekends ago, mm. and Mars Needs Moms. He he's the most recognizable. His character. He's mocapped though. Gribble, he's mo, he's oh you can tell the gribble. But you can tell it's him. Yeah. Oh, you oh. totally can tell. Um, I don't think they dislike him. I just think that anything he's been in hasn't really been marketed that well. Okay. I mean. Take Me Home Tonight did not look promising at all, and I think that's just falls on the uh, on the marketing. Okay, I think. yeah, maybe. Okay, so. I think people, anybody that saw fan uh, fanboys loved him. I, I thought mean, he was great in Fanboys. I didn't think that was a great movie. Not a good but movie, but he was great in it. I I find him funny. I'm, he was I'm funny and take off. Is it Good Luck Chuck? Was he in Good Luck? He Chuck? was in Good I, Luck. He played Dane Cook's best friend or whatever. That's oh the 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 doctor, the, the plastic the, surgeon, the plastic surgeon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yes. He was funny in that. I just You're, think he he's just waiting for the right the right vehicle. Well, he's supposed to be playing Alfred Hitchcock in a movie in which that wow. doesn't sound. Funny. He solves a murder. No, it's about it's supposed to be a drama. So I thought it was a good mm. choice. Hitchcock he, is a detective. Yeah, it's uh, on the there's a murder on the set of his first film. So he's nice. a young director and has to solve. Solve the murder before the film gets do shut down. Do they throw a lot of hints I, I don't know. as to movies he's know. eventually I going don't to do? Know. It's High Anxiety 2. Yeah. Um, so, I saw that. Rick and I saw Red Riding Hood last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> so Grandma, you're sparkling. Uh, well, yeah. A, a movie des- so desperately trying to imitate the success of Twilight that it even gets the same dad, same director. Eh. Which you say the Daredevil, by the way, we didn't mention who the director is. It's the director of Eclipse, David Slade. Oh, so brother. I, well, We're doomed. No, 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 because he made Hard Candy. Hard Candy is a great movie. Hard Candy was good. But 
He also made 30 Days of Night, so I'm not sure about that. Oh. Mm. Yeah. 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 I think 30 Days of Night, the problem was the script. Okay. I haven't actually so watched it The directing was un- so terrible. I think he's a good director, or I thought he was a good director, because I love Hard Candy, and I think that is the direction. Yeah, but Hard Candy was like indie, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he had a little freedom, so. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, Plus Hard Fox Candy, may kill it. Hard Candy played more like a play, you know what I mean? It did, absolutely. I'm waiting for someone to do it as a play. Interesting. Oh, it's kind of like for that. that Game of Death play, isn't it? Or Death Trap? Death Trap is the only thing. Game of Death is Bruce Lee. So. Yes. Yeah, I'd like to see that That's as a more play. in your wheelhouse. Got it. And uh, Death Trap is, yeah. Speaking right. of my wheelhouse. Go! Why did you slap the table like that? I don't that? know, I just wanted to it's emphasize. kind of sassy. I emphasis. I saw a movie, too. What did you see, Lon? I saw Battle for the Los Angeles County. Right. I think that's what it's <laughs> and called. And this is why I should say, about the way, rezoning. And, and the screening was the same night as Paul. That's why. So when you oh. went to Battle Los Angeles. And so I you said, duped me. No, no I didn't. You said, I give you the movies you asked. This is true. I did not want to pay for that. Um, <laughs> when you email me and say, any screening for Battle LA? And I go. It's true. I didn't realize Paul was coming out this soon, so. Yeah, well. But whatever. Uh, Battle L.A. The quaint little story of a U.S. Marine who fights aliens in the City of Angels. Great. Yeah. So um, far. So uh, you remember that movie Independence Day? I do remember with, that. With uh, Will Smith and yes. Jeff Goldblum. And yes. I, do, I didn't like it. We much. didn't really care for that movie, no, right? No, I didn't really care for that. Battle Los Angeles makes that movie look really, really good. Ooh, yeah, and, and you know, ID four actually I think gets better on multiple screenings. Um, and you criticize us for sticking with V as long as we well, did. I'm just saying that every like <laughs> you've I don't seen know. it multiple times. Well, I'm just saying anytime it's, like it's on TNT, liver, and, and then going that was horrible. Anytime it's I'm like on, try it again. I must like on, try it again. It's on TNT all the time. You just kind of turn on better. the TV like oh watch a little bit. Go, oh okay, oh, it's not too bad. Anyways, the biggest issue, I think, with, with Battle Los Angeles was, uh, first of all, it's super cliche. Um, all the characters are, are following just stories you've seen a million times, and it just doesn't, you know, you're kind of like, oh, this is laughable. The, the other main thing that kills it is the director was going for kind of that cinema verite, you know, we want you to be in the thick you of this, kind of the, the in the middle cam. of this, and the shaky cam. But the, here's the thing. It's not just shaky cam in the action scenes. It's shaky cam throughout the whole movie. Like, there's a scene. There's a scene where. Uh, well, I'm going to ask him this. Was it as? Because didn't you see Cloverfield with me? I did. I think. And and you know I got motion sickness. And I've never gotten motion sickness. In the movie. Would I have gotten motion sickness? I think at so because we we had to sit you know in the 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 reviewer seats and it was pretty yeah. darn close to the screen, and it was moving around. I, it wasn't so much Cloverfield bad, but it was pretty. It was just there were points where he was like, what? Oh, my God, I got to stop. But I think the thing that ID4 did that Battle LA does not do is ID4 puts a face or at least a character on the villain. You know what I mean? Like you at least got some kind of motivation or at least got some kind of connection to who we're fighting. So that way in in the course of the story, it's more satisfying when you win because there's that villain to play off of. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. it's storytelling 101. Whereas in Battle LA, granted, you're not supposed to know or whatever, but you just... I think when they do come and take us down, we're not going to know. Sure, sure. But I think the point of it is... Notice I said when. Ah, right. 
Well, if Paul's here, maybe he could help. Maybe you he can save us. But um, oh. I, so I guess that was my biggest problem was that it, it, it was just disconnected, and and also too they tried to f- they followed this one you know battalion going through this big battle, and there were no like this there were no stakes in the movie like it didn't matter like it did, didn't matter if they won or lost or whatever you know so when when soldiers died you didn't really care because you just knew there was nothing. Mm-hmm. There were no stakes, and they'd show these big, long, like CGI scenes of like L.A. totally destroyed and everything else. But yet, they never establish L.A. in the beginning of the film to sh- to contrast. You know what I mean? Like, so you so had more fun at Comic Con posing with the helicopter <laughs> in the park. Then remember when we did that? Maybe yeah, but that's just because we were waiting in line for the Scott sure. Pilgrim thing. So sure. I mean, um, it's not that I didn't have fun. It's just. You know, I mean, the action was was fine. Aaron Eckhart was great. I mean, he's you know he's great in whatever he does. Um, the script is terrible. The lines he had to deliver were so cheesy and bad, but he gave it his all. Um, the alien. I mean, dude, anytime you have an alien movie, you want cool kick-ass aliens. Movie did not have cool kick-ass aliens. Hmm. Okay. Well, so well, all killer, no filler. How about Skyline? You know, I have the DVD out in my car. I just got the Blu-ray uh, sent to us for uh, Skyline. Never seen it. No, I didn't either. So I've heard that's... that's. Uh, Somebody said, though, this movie was very similar in plot to that one. Okay, so I'll check that one out and maybe we can uh, c- compare. Do a little powwow. Maybe. Let's go to some television, shall we? There was uh, there was disappointing news that, uh, and although not surprising, yes, that... Uh, the Sandman had been uh, was canceled as a Kane series Marco? before it had been no the uh, the Neil Gaiman oh. uh, series for HBO, and then Jeff Johns revived it and said, "Oh no, we just you know uh, the guy that was we'd hired to do it is not there, and now it is uh, Neil Gaiman and Jeff Johns are working on developing the Sandman as, directly as a series for HBO. So it's very much alive for yeah. television. HBO. I thought it was going to be for the CW or whatever." It'd no. be better for HBO. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, Sandman on CW would not work. Mm. Uh-huh. I mean, it would work for some people, maybe, but not for us. Maybe it was a superhero Sandman. Uh, and uh, The Cape was canceled. The last episode what? would only be shown online, so Rick cared. Are you kidding me? Yeah. They, they couldn't would, even they show they the last episode? Show, and I believe it was it was the res- resolution to a cliffhanger. <laughs> oh, thanks, NBC. <laughs> NBC, the next Fox. Uh, and then No Ordinary Family may be canceled. I've heard that here's it's the here's the the hint when both when the the two leads have filmed other pilots or yeah yeah, yeah. yeah they don't think so strangely enough Elizabeth Mitchell from V has said hey we're not going anywhere mm. I'm gonna leave that one alone okay. uh, did you write this note about Chewbacca uh, I did okay tell us I did tell um, what about Chewbacca it's uh, Chewbacca. Is gonna make a or I guess debut um, on uh, Cartoon Network's The Clone Wars in their two hour season finale. Uh, two or no, maybe not two hour, an hour long. Hour long, yeah. Because they're half hours. Did he already show up on that? Show? Well, I mean, he was in the movies. Yes, he was in. Um, but, he was in Revenge of the Sith. But, but I don't know if Chewbacca has actually been animated on this show yet. So they've had. Maybe okay. they've had Oddly enough, he made a little cameo in Chuck recently. So uh. yes, he did. Yes, mm. yes, he did. I just think it's kind of cool because I've been digging With the Clone Harrison Wars. Ford. Yes, I've been digging the Clone Wars a lot. So um, you know, it's kind of interesting to see what they're going to do. Um, looks like Chewbacca is going to be thrown down with Bosk. 
Oh, nice. Now, as you know, a Star Wars nerd, that's all we ask. Yeah, I got to say that. It does seem like the Clone Wars has given the nerds a lot mm-hmm. of what they want. Last week, they had a young Grand Moff Tarkin. I, I saw that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't see the episode, but I saw mm-hmm. that it was coming. So, I, you know, I feel like it, it's one of those I'm going to have to catch up on that show. It's a good show. Um, they've been filming the Wonder Woman pilot. And so we just want to confirm that people have cited... They've been filming it already? Yeah, it's filming. Wow. With uh, uh, Elizabeth Hurley as uh, Veronica Kale. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, what's her, Adriana Pilecki is apparently, allegedly, in that uh, movie... Uh, sorry, in the in the uniform from the J. Michael Straczynski reboot there with the black okay. leggings and... Which Until makes she becomes sense. battle damaged and then to the regular costumes. Something like that. that. Oh, that. Oh, there you go. Great. And of course, we're all aware that Spider-Man that'll be uh, exposed in the Spider-Man toys. Turn Off the Dark is burp, 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 burp. no, no. They're turning it back on. What? You understand this? That they they're just Julie a, Tamor. They're huh? taking a three-week hiatus to completely rewrite, redirect, and recompose. Detamorizing it. The show. That's terrible. It's just bizarre. That's mm. the only hope. But I'll have. still take collections. I mean, actually, you know what? I, I mean, I feel guilty. Again, if you feel after you've donated to emergency relief for all the places around the world that are seriously hurting. You can still donate to PayPal you know, to let us go to New York. <laughs> I was listening to some older podcasts where actually, I think it was Bill Bossert or somebody wrote in and said, what's the over-under on how long that's going to last or whatever or something like that? Yeah. And I think we were saying like three, four months or something the like that. The thing is, it's still, it still it's not open. losing money. It still hasn't opened, but it's not losing money. It's doing $1.1 million a week. But... Isn't not having in the th- whole like sixty something million. Or well, something but like that's it? how probably works. You have to go to a certain point. But the point, the thing is, it is selling to capacity with the previews. With the previews, just the previews though, it hasn't even opened. I know, right? But that's what does that ridiculous. matter? It's like, do you want to go to the zoo? Or everybody see wants, Spider-Man again. Yeah, everybody <laughs> wants to go just because it's. Crazy. Yeah, well, you so. know what? Bum fights was a successful, exactly. you know, exactly. video. I'm not saying oh, okay. it's right. I'm oh, just fight. saying a musical bum. F- I'm, I'll be right back. Oh, okay. Yeah, you've got R- R- Roberto. <laughs> Julie Taymor's bum fights. fights. It's coming. It's coming. So that's it. You know, we we because we're here on a Thursday night. I know the store's got to got to close and up. And who so. wants to listen to us gab anyway? You know, uh, I mean? some people do. Bill does. Thanks, Bill, for listening. Hardy yeah. Angelo might. Hi, Trudy. Or hello, Trudy. Who, Trudy? It's an old. That's an Hi, old. Greg. Okay. Oh, there we go. Yeah. All right. So, uh, anyway, uh, this is Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief, FanboyPlanet.com. If you have questions, comments, compliments, commentary, write into Editor at FanboyPlanet.com or Sandpaper at FanboyPlanet.com. Again, I'm Derek. Too and I'm Lonesso Shamerace Lopez. Oh, Lord, he does not know. No, I don't. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder reminding you German. to use, use your powers, powers only for good. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com.